All right, all right, all right. What is popping, everybody? We have made it. Tonight starts the greatest playoffs in all of sports. Better than the NFL, better than that terrible league, the National Basketball Association. Tonight starts the NHL playoffs. I have a very special guest that I'm about to introduce. This man writes for the Hockey News. He's a huge Rangers fan, so it's it's enemy territory. Devils Rangers series starts tomorrow, but we're going to talk about the NHL playoffs, talk about what he does. So without further ado, Johnny Lazarus, former UMass hockey player. Welcome to the show, Johnny. Benny, thanks for having me. And uh, I don't know if the Lazarus thing is just a chirp off the bat, but I hope you know it's Lazarus. Lazarus. I actually had no idea. I apologize. This is, this is long overdue, but I thought that was a chirp to kick this thing off because I feel no, like it's not a chirp. But me and you didn't sign one of those contracts. I saw you sign with your boys, Zaretsky. So I can, yeah, talk we're not talking to you as I want. Six o'clock tomorrow. That's it. But we do have a golf outing with the club hockey team. We are not on the team, we're just the broadcasters. Mm -hmm. That is on Sunday, and that is, will be after game three. So we're going to have to see each other and talk then, but we can't talk about the, the previous two games. So it's going to be a little weird, or the previous three games. I didn't read the rules of the contract, but I've been seeing it all over my Twitter. So uh, I want to—I want proof that you guys didn't talk about it. All right, you're gonna get that. The contract—I didn't even write it. He wrote it. <laughs> I just signed it. That's usually what I do. It says no talking, and then he—he he didn't say may the best team win. He said may the team that outperforms the other win. He was very specific with his words, and mm -hmm. it's just for bragging rights. I wish it was for money, but that's okay. They'll get it done. I'm I'm pretty scared, man. Uh, I've been talking about this series for like five days now, and I'm just dying for the puck to drop so I can stop doing the hypothetical conversations. No offense to this show, because I know we're about to do that. No, you, uh, it's all good. I understand. <laughs> I've been talking yeah. about it for like five months. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long time coming, and uh, you know I think it's very exciting for both both sides. But then again, I think there's a lot more to lose on our side than there is on your side. So uh, I'm hoping it goes our way. Yeah, so we will get into that conversation a little bit later, but I just want to talk about what you do now and, and just briefly how you got there. So you got a gig with Hockey News. You get sent to Rangers games now. I think that's the dopest part about all this. Can you briefly just talk about kind of your journey and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you remind me a lot of myself. I mean, you're doing it a little bit younger than I was doing it, but, um, you know, I played hockey in college my freshman and sophomore year at UMass Amherst and my junior senior year at Mercyhurst University, so not too far from Penn State. And uh, I graduated in 2020, and I wanted to keep playing hockey. Uh, my ceiling wasn't very high, though. Like, you know, at best, I'd play in, like, the East Coast League, um, which is a good league, like, don't get me wrong, but, you know, by no means was I ever touching an NHL ice uh, with skates on as a player, so... Uh, you know, I wanted to transition and figure any way I could to get into the league. And, um, you know, I thought about coaching, but media was really more fitting for my personality. And, uh, you know, just like you, I started my own stuff, started my own podcast, started doing my own talk show at school. And, um, you know, I got lucky. I, I got an internship with the Erie Otters my senior year. So uh, in the middle of playing, like, you know, before practice, I go to the Otters rink and do some social media stuff, some video editing. And then on the nights we didn't have games and they had games, I'd go and I'd do like the Instagram story, the Twitter and all that stuff for the Otters, which was really cool. That like helped me learn social media and learn editing and all that stuff. And then um, like COVID hitting was like, you know, honestly, the best thing that could have happened to me because I feel I like a lot of people say that yeah. in media. Well, dude, you're because you're forced to kind of just focus on something that you love. Like I couldn't get a job if I wanted to. Like yeah. no one was really hiring. So I graduated and I had nothing to do. So I put all my effort into media and. 
Um, you know, luckily for me, which a lot of people don't know about this, but I'm actually pretty close friends with Bob Menery's manager. And oh, that's yeah. Cool. So in like in like September, October of 2020, I got a call from him one day and was like, Hey, do you want to like move out to LA and be Bob's assistant? And I was like, let me call my mom. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so like literally, you know, I spoke to my parents and like two days later I was on a flight to LA and like, I just couch surfed, uh, in LA for like three months. You know, I got to meet a lot of cool people, like hung out with Alex Caruso after the Lakers won the, the bubble championship, which was awesome. Um, and, and that just kind of like, like spiraled and, you know, parlayed for, you know, uh, no pun intended, but like my, uh, media career. Um, you know, I think, what you're doing is great. You basically just like, you know, if you want to make it in this industry, you got to put yourself out there and not be afraid what people think. And, you know, listen, like your, your first piece of content, whatever might get like one like, or like one retweet. But if you're consistent with it, like people are going to find you and people are going to pay attention. Like, I think Benny, when you reached out to me last year, like I already knew who you were. Yeah. You, I, I was going to bring that up. I reached out to you and you're like, I love your videos on TikTok. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I did not expect that. Well, well, also, I was like, this kid is definitely reading my articles because he takes like all my NHL picks. <laughs> I was like, this, you know, this kid's taking first period unders. I was like, there's no way he thought of doing that himself. Of course, that's I read my, your stuff. Yeah, that's my bread Network. and butter. I always read action. That's literally my first, sometimes only source. Uh -huh. Well, I'm sorry if I'm, uh, you know, sometimes I don't stay up till like 2, 2 a.m. to write the articles. I got to wake up at like nine and do it. So <laughs> sorry if, you, if you're reading that at 7 a.m. and my articles aren't up yet, but. No, that's okay. I get no, it. but what you're doing, like literally, you know, I, I remember just like being in your, I mean, like I said, like I was in college when I started it and, uh, you know, anytime like anyone took the time to come on my show or, you know, retweet my stuff or just interact with me, I was like, you know, I couldn't believe it. And, uh, you know, it, it's cool. You know, I feel like where I'm at telling you that I already knew who you were, you know, yeah. I remember being in that position and it's, it's really cool. So, uh, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and, um, you know, I think there there was one thing I saw you like trying a cookie or something. I was like, "What's this?" It's cookie on? review on Instagram. <laughs> so I always yeah. say, obviously, um, I love sports, and that's what I uh -huh. want to do, like sports media. But I also just want to be this person who can just yeah. post random things, kind of like Portnoy with pizza or wine, whatever it is. Like mm -hmm. I overall just like being filmed and talking. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, on Instagram well I post some <laughs> weird things. I did a Jonas Brothers popcorn review yesterday. But it wasn't good. I didn't post that. So, okay. yeah. Well, just I'm keep doing your thing, man. You're doing good, obviously. So keep it up. Well, I appreciate the kind words. And you talked about consistency. Personally, I think consistency is very important along with passion. And then when it comes to meeting people and reaching out to people, Twitter DMs is how I first talked to you. But also LinkedIn has been amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'll speak to that, too. Like my, my senior year of college, LinkedIn, I was, I was messaging probably like 50 to 100 people on LinkedIn like a day. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's just, you know, not asking for anything, just like, Hey, like would love to hear how you got your foot in the door. Cause everyone's different and, and no one, you know, um, I didn't set out to do this. Like I just started interviewing hockey players and I loved it. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Um, you know, and you kind of just have to teach yourself things along the way. So, uh, yeah, LinkedIn is, is awesome. Now, I do have a quick question when it comes to interviews. I feel like there's two different styles. There's a style that you do when you just try to be like friends with the person, kind of you're trying to learn mm -hmm. things about them. And then there's like the kind of professional reporter style. I always try to be like, and now I don't interview anybody, but if I, <laughs> I would always interview me right like, now. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's true. I would always try to be on the like, I'm trying to be friends with you side. Now, how do you like come up with those questions? You just kind of do some basic research or. 
I mean, about what people would want to know. It all kind of depends on like which platform you're on or, you know, which, um, I guess outlet you're covering or, or what you're doing it for, you know, like if I'm doing the hockey news, it's gotta be a little more serious, a little more, you know, focused on, on hockey specific, but also like mixing in personality in there. And that's, you know, that's writing. So it's, it's a little tough to do that. Uh, you know, obviously with writing, but, um, you know, bleach reports all about like growing the game, having fun. So those interviews are more just about things away from the rink and what these guys are like, you know, in their personal time. Um, you know, I think people are really interested in that now, especially, and then, uh, you know, the Rangers podcast, I try to do a mix of both, right? Like I want to give good Rangers information, but I also want to like hear fun stories and just kind of shoot the shit. Uh, sorry. I don't know if I can curse. You're good. You I can say you want. Okay. <laughs> uh, just making sure. But yeah. So the Rangers thing for me, like that's, that's like my comfort zone, right? Like the Rangers are just what I've talked about my entire life. So I could kind of just, you know, you know, for me, I, I like how I prep for those, I write like five or six little notes down, like not even like a question, just little talking points that I want to hit on. And I kind of let the conversation just carry itself. So, yeah. um, you know, that's something I learned along the way too. Like when I first started interviewing people, it was like question, 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 exactly how I wanted to say it. And I found when I was editing that I was like just reading my question and it's not very conversational. So, you know, I got a lot of tips from other people and they said, just do just write topics down that you want to touch on and then just form the question as you go. Like you, you can naturally do it and it's how you get better. So, um, that's like a good way to challenge yourself. Um, but yeah, as far as your original question goes, just, you know, understanding, I guess, who the person is and, and what their motive might be, because, you know, at the end of the day, whoever you're having on your show, you also want to make them look good. You don't want to make them uncomfortable. So I think that's a big part of it also. Yeah, no, I think that's a huge thing, especially, you know, once you have a following and a lot of people see it. Um, so I want to talk about the hockey news because you recently got that job, I believe, or at least you recently made that public. Yeah. How has that been like going to games and, and covering it live? It seems yeah. it, like it's a dream, right? <laughs> Oh, it's, I, I've pinched, my, I've only done two games so far, but I've had to pinch myself. I mean, there's something magical about just like walking into Madison Square Garden, like through the employee entrance and, you know, having the whole building empty to myself, just eating my food and like prepping what I'm going to prep Do you for, have free for the food? game. Uh, they give you like a $25 voucher. Okay. That's pretty so, good. So I actually went over it the second game because I love the chicken teriyaki there and I wanted some fries <laughs> too. So I, I went over it, but, um, yeah, I think just like, dude, having the best seat in the house, like press box right over center ice, um, you know, which is where I truly love to watch a hockey game. Like, that's how I see everything develop. And, you know, there's there's plays I know that are going to happen before they happen from up there when, you know, whereas you're sitting down low, it's like you kind of miss a player in the corner if it's a little bit blocked by the people in front of you. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's been a total dream come true. Just being in the locker room after the game, too, and like talking to the players. And um, it's, it's an intimidating thing, though. Like, you're in and you're out. It's, uh, you know, not a time to like chit chat, especially this time of year when guys want to get home because they got to rest up for playoffs. And, um, you know, it, it's just been, it's been really cool, but also really eye opening to how hard being a media member truly is because you have to form relationship relationships with the players and you got to make them want to want to talk to you, you know? So you got to find that balance. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure they have to talk to the reporters, but they could also give you two two word answers. Yeah, so yeah. that must be tough. And also, that takes years. Like I talked to Sweeney Murdy; he worked with the Yankees for over 30 years. He says he he basically knows everybody, but that took years and years and years. But yeah, that that is awesome. All right, mm. we could talk about the Devils Rangers series now. Starts tomorrow. It's, depending on when people are listening to this, it could have uh, already taken place. Game one or game two, I think, and I've been saying this for a long time. Devils 
in seven. Now, of course, I'm biased. I'm a huge fan, but this is why. First off, the line is a little weird, and I think you could admit to this. I thought it was going to be a pick'em line, 110 each side. Devils, I think, are about minus 120 favorite, maybe minus 130. In game one, I know they're minus 130. That and then the Devils five on five play, I think, is going to be an issue for the Rangers. And I think those are the two main points. I'm not going to really say home ice or regular season because, honestly, the home ice I don't think is a huge deal because, you know, Rangers fans are going to pack Prudential Center. And then I don't really like to talk about the regular season too much, but I want to hear uh, what your thoughts are on it. On the regular season or the series? No, the series. The series. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I've talked about it a lot, but, like, I think the Devils come out in game one and look pretty good. Uh, I think they split both games in Jersey. I think they split both games in New York. I think it's going to be a 2-2 series coming back to New Jersey for game five. And that's when I think just the physical play might overtake the Devils a little bit. Um, You know, obviously the Devils aren't such a physical team up front. Neither are the Rangers, but... I think the more physical back end definitely favors the Rangers. I think Truba and Lindgren and Keandre Miller and Nikola are just going to, you know, try to do whatever they can to rip Jack Hughes' head off. And I hope that doesn't That's happen. Not happening. I hope it doesn't happen because I do love Jack Hughes. And listen, devil fans are on my ass about like chirping them and whatnot. I've been a devil supporter, like basically <laughs> since the beginning of the year, I predicted them to make the playoffs this year. So that's going to bite me in the ass if the devils do beat the Rangers. But listen, I th- think it's going to be a and fourth series. And I think, you know, the five on five obviously does fall in favor of the Devils as far as the regular season goes. But get offensive zone rushes, obviously the bread and butter is creating plays over the blue line uh, once they enter the zone cleanly. So in the series is how the Rangers can clog up the neutral zone. And then obviously, you know, Igor Shesterkin gives the Rangers the advantage and goal. But, you know, when you look at these two teams, the pace of play definitely falls in favor of New Jersey, and the Rangers can't be guilty of playing the Devils' style because they won't win. So the Rangers have to come out and set the tone physically early, and they need the Devils to have to adjust to their game as opposed to the opposite. So, listen, I think it's going to be a battle, and you said Devils in seven, and listen, I don't know if either side could handle a game seven because that that would be like the most emotional first round. Yeah, like I was at Game 7 Rangers-Penguins last year, and that was enough. If that was against the Devils, I don't even know what the hell I would do, uh, especially if it's in New Jersey. So, um, you know, I think we're all hoping for a good series, all hoping for a fun series. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about it on my show tonight, but I truly hope this is a series where Jack Hughes becomes a villain because I don't think he is one right now. He's a super lovable guy, I think, around the league. But, you know, I think we're in a in a world right now where, Sports don't necessarily have so many villains. Uh, you know, Trey Young is one of the guys I think of as far as being a Knicks fan. And I think Jack and Hughes Dylan can Brooks. somewhat be that for the Rangers. Uh, yeah, is, I mean, what? what's Dylan Brooks, Memphis? In the Western Conference here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that game a little bit, but um, yeah, I guess that works too. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I think Jack Hughes is going to have a great series. And I think another guy who could potentially become a villain is some of those fourth-line guys, like Mike McLeod or Bastion. Like, they're not going to light up Mm -hmm. the scoreboard, but if they go after some of the Rangers guys, like maybe after the whistle or something, they're going to be hated quickly. And I totally agree with you. I think they're going to split the first four, and then that game five becomes the most important game of the series, game five and seven as it usually is. Yeah, a 1,000%. And, uh, you know, I think, I mean – this, this city or, or I guess Jersey and New York are just going to explode. Um, 
you know, it's it's a rivalry that needed to re- be reborn. Um, you know, how old were you when Adam Henrique scored the overtime goal? So I was born in 2002, 2012. That would be 10. Oh, God. Like, like, yeah. do you even really remember that or no? Um, not really. That was actually my first year of fandom. Okay. So that, that was like my game against the, Flyers. that was my first like true feeling of like heartbreak. So, you know, I was like a 16 year old kid, I think at the time. And it was the Rangers first like deep playoff run. And, uh, man, I just remember sitting there like, how is this over? You know, it felt so magical. And, and that's the beauty of being a sports fan, right? Like enduring all that pain to one day be at the mountaintop. And, uh, you know, the, the thing with this series is if, if it's not the Rangers year this year, then like, when the hell is it going to be, you know? Oh, I don't know. I, that seems like a little bit of an overreaction. I know they got Kane and Terrace. That's what we do, man. We overreact. That's yeah, what sports yeah, no. fans are. But at least for Devils fans, they're in a good position where in the offseason, we're not going to lose like Jack Hughes or Jesper Bratt, not even Timo Meyer. We're going to lose like Damon Severson and just, just get better <laughs> as the years goes on. But mm. Rangers are really in a tough spot because I said this when the trade first happened for Patrick Kane. If the Rangers lose in round one, it is a total failure. Do you agree with oh, that? Yeah, a thousand percent. I think I think if they don't get to the conference final, it's a failure. How do you look at last year's team and, and go go to the conference final and not get back there this year? You know? Um, definitely a failure. I, I I don't I don't love saying the cover bus thing, but like with this roster, I feel like you have to put that phrase on it. No? Yeah. No, I agree. And I'm not sure if you mentioned this before. You were kind of cutting out a little bit. Probably on me. Blame it on Penn State. The power <laughs> play for the Rangers against the penalty kill for the Devils is going to be massive. Devils finished fourth on the penalty kill in the season. Rangers, I believe, finished top 10, maybe nine or eight. That matchup could decide the whole series. The Rangers power play has been getting a lot of slack for being inconsistent, but yeah, to your point, they finished seventh in in the power play percentage this year in the regular season. But, you know, there's a lot of back and forth on whether Kane should be on power play one or Tarasenko should Kreider be there. You know, it's kind of crazy thinking that we have Vladimir Tarasenko on PP two right now, like one of the better goal scorers, you know, naturally throughout his NHL career. And he's a guy I'd love to see on power play one. Like I'm cool with taking Kane off. Um, You know, the Rangers need more shooting threats or as many shooting threats as they can have. And, Listen, the Devils have been like a top 10 team in almost every category this year. Like, you know, I've said it and I'll say it again. Like, as far as consistency goes, there hasn't really been much better teams, you know, than the Devils. Obviously, Boston has been super consistent all year long. But this Devils team from start to finish, like they were they they didn't have like one bad slump, really. did They they did in December. It was I'm not going to lie. Wasn't it that bad? I thought they were going to miss the playoffs. It probably looking back on it wasn't that bad. But I'm pretty sure they were. It was right. like one six and one or something, right? Like yeah, cr- but it yeah. felt like it was horrible. And, yeah. and being a Devils fan, them not making the playoffs for the previous five years, I was like, "That's it, it's over. They're not going to make the playoffs." And I also predicted them to finish seventh in the Metro to start the year. Mm-hmm. But now I'm fully on board and, and think they're amazing. But I would hope you. Bit. I'd hope you'd be fully on board come playoff time. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna. Like I will admit, I thought they were going to be terrible this year. Yeah, I mean, but you're not alone. Like most people did, you know. They what they have 49 point difference this year from last year. Yeah, like biggest turnaround in NHL yeah. history. So you know, you're you're justified for thinking the way you thought. Um, but I think their biggest thing last year is being healthy and having a good goalie. Like Jack Hughes wasn't healthy last year, and you know this year he's pretty much fully healthy and obviously had a breakout season. So um, I don't even know what the original question was, but yeah, the Devils are good. <laughs> I don't think there was a question. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I was <laughs> yeah. rambling on there. Okay. So 
Any bets for tonight or tomorrow or series bets? So the series bets I have, I parlayed the Rangers and Islanders, which I know you don't want to hear. Sorry, the wind just blew open my door and everything. Um, I know it's the last thing you want to hear, but good odds. And, uh, you know, the Islanders. It's got to be plus something. Plus 200, 300. Let me just log into FanDuel real quick. I think it was like plus three something, honestly. That's pretty good. I like the Islanders as well. Plus 160. I think the Hurricanes are extremely overrated. It was plus 428. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I got the Rangers at plus 105 and the Islanders at plus 158. So, uh, Shout out FanDuel. Yeah, pretty good odds there on FanDuel. I also like Tampa Bay at plus 130. Um, and that's just based on recent history. Like, you know, how many times are we going to say it's the Leafs year? And, and listen, I, I want the Leafs to get out of the first round. I think they're great for hockey. I love Matthews. I love Marner. I love Ryan O'Reilly. Like, those guys, I want to see them win. But Tampa is a team that we just consistently sleep on. Like, you know, three conference finals in a row. And, uh, you know, no one's really talking about them. Braden Point, 51 goals this year. Nikita Kucherov, another 100-plus point season. Like, this team still got it. I know Vasilevsky didn't have the regular season that he's usually had in the past couple of years. But come playoff time, he's still the best goalie in the world, I would say. Right? Like, no one's proven it otherwise. It's even hard Igor. to say no. Yeah. yeah. Even Igor. You know, like, I think Vasilevsky's still the guy to beat. Tampa's still the team to beat. And uh, until that happens, it's hard to bet against them. Look, I, I said this last year. I like Toronto. I'm going to say it again. I actually have been saying for a while that I think the Maple Leafs are going to win the cup. I like being that crazy person who says crazy things. But, you know, I, I said well, this Well, do you also, believe it or you just say it? No, I believe it. If they can get past Tampa, which I do believe, then, then they can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. But the thing with Tampa, and we saw this last year, they don't really care about playing good in March and in April, and they don't play good in March and April. They just lost to the Maple Leafs, what, last week or two weeks ago? But they're going to be a hard out. I think Toronto in seven, but I can easily see exactly what happened last year with it goes to seven. Vasilevsky shuts the door. They win like 2 nothing, and then they, they move on. That game seven was so controversial last year with that Tavares goal, and I forgot which defenseman like set a pick. You know, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. That was a tough yeah, one. Yeah, that was crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, as far as that series goes, it's going to be so back and forth. That's going to be one of the more fun series to watch again. Uh, and as far as like bets for tonight, I really do think I'm taking the under first period in every Islanders Canes game. Uh, two of the top five defensive teams in the NHL both have really good penalty kills. They don't score a lot of goals. Uh, two good goaltenders, Ilya Sorokin, one of the best in the league this year. Freddie Anderson probably starting for Carolina. It's actually uh, Ranta. Oh, it is Ranta. Anderson might start games two to seven potentially, depending how Ranta does. They but announced yeah, that. It is Ranta. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. Uh, either way, I think so, Ronta's been pretty strong the last couple of games, right? What's up? What's up? No, I said shout out to my TikTok comments because I didn't know that either. Oh, let me look. I think Ronta's been pretty strong the last couple starts. He's got a 2-3 goals against. Yeah, I'm looking here at his last four. His last four, he's 3-1-0, 1.74 goals against and a .925 save percentage. So Ronta's been pretty good. And, uh, you know, he did it last year in the playoffs for them too. So he's not shy to the playoff games, that's for sure. Um but yeah, I think as far as that series goes, I don't like that is not one that is must watch. That's for sure. <laughs> Unless you're a Devils fan from 2000 and love defensive hockey. Mm-hmm. I think when you talk about must watch series, I really like the Edmonton King series. Yep. I know Edmonton's getting a lot of hype and I think they're going to advance. But when it comes to betting, I think there's terrific value on the Kings at plus 210. The Kings are no slouch. They have great players, great goaltending as well. And they they brought them to game seven last year. And then 
the Dallas-Minnesota series, in my mind, is a complete toss-up. Dallas is a little bit better, but they don't perform to how good they should. So I might disagree there just because I think Jake Ottinger is the difference. Yeah, uh, Jake Ottinger was a guy this year that I picked to win the Vezina before the season started. Obviously, you know, it's probably going to be Olmark, but this Dallas team and Minnesota too. Minnesota was one of the hotter teams in the second half of the season also. But for me, like this Dallas team could easily make a run and get to that cup final. I mean, you know, they were there back in 2020 in the bubble. They got most of that roster still. They added Max Domi at the deadline. They probably get, they got a pretty strong back end with, uh, you know, Merrill Haskinen and Ryan Suter as a veteran presence back there. And, uh, you know, Nils Lundqvist has actually stepped in and, like, done a decent job for that team. But, um, you know, you look at Jason Robertson, Jamie Benn, Joe Pavelski, like, Rupe Hintz, a lot of guys that can score goals. And, uh, you know, Mason Marchman's been pretty solid. Um, but Ottinger, to me, like, last year, he basically almost got them to the second round by himself. So uh, he's a guy that scares me, and um, he's a guy I like rooting for. So I think Dallas, that, that series is going to be awesome. Yeah, and Gustafson doesn't get a lot of love either. He's got yeah. he finished with like a two point one three goals against. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I think Ottinger is better, but just pointing it out there. So in my Western Conference Finals, I have the same as last year: Edmonton against the Avalanche. But I actually have the Oilers going to the Cup. So I said this like I said a similar thing, but the Oilers are somewhat chalk. I feel like yeah. I mean, well, so are the abs, and they're yeah. really banged up. But man, Vegas just said Mark Stone's back. So, I know that's that's huge. That is yeah. massive. Vegas could be a team too. That like Vegas has been so good every year. I feel like, and and every year has felt like a year they can go to the Cup final. I think having Jonathan Quick also this year, if you know, who doesn't want to root for a Vegas versus LA second round? Like that'd be nuts. Yeah. Uh, but then again, like I want to see McDavid do it. Um, you know, I think. He's known to be somewhat of a boring guy in the media, and I think for him to be a little bit more fun, he's got to just get a cup. Uh, you know, everyone seems to loosen up once they finally win. Um, but yeah, I, I, man, Edmonton. Oh, they're so fun to watch. Huh? A, a big thing is you have to trust Stuart Skinner. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, you look back to 2019. Did anyone trust Jordan Bennington before that run? No, no. I don't trust you know, him now. Just, just got it hot. Exactly. You just got to get hot at the right time, and that's what he's done. So. Um, it's gonna man, this is gonna be so exciting. Like I I've never been more excited for a postseason, I don't think. No, it's unbelievable. And then a big thing, and I'm very curious what's gonna happen here. The Boston Bruins set the record for most points in the regular season, greatest regular season of all time. They literally barely lost any games. I gave out so many winning plays on them, and I have them tonight, but I don't think they're gonna get past the second round. And I don't think that's that crazy to say. Why don't you think that? Out of curiosity. I don't know. President Trump hurts. <laughs> and also, I just think Toronto and Tampa, I don't know. It's just a gut feeling. Yeah. So I, I think Boston gets this done pretty quickly, whether it's four or five. I said four just because I don't trust Alex Lyon or the Florida Panthers goaltending very much. Yeah. Um, but I think after that Toronto-Tampa series, like those two teams are going to be so beat up. That's a huge um, point. You know, I, I just... Listen, I think I think they're both good enough to beat Boston, but I just think Boston's going to have a much easier time against Florida than either of those teams will against each other. Well, Johnny, that's why you're a lot smarter than me. I did not even think about the war of attrition. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a you know, that's a big thing this year too. Everyone's talking about the Eastern Conference how it's so good, but you know, you got to think about last year also, right? The Colorado Avalanche 
get to the cup final, they sweep the first round, win the second round in six, sweep the conference final. You know, they didn't really play so many hockey games going up to the Stanley Cup final where Tampa, you know, they play a tough seven rounds, seven game series, sorry, in the first round. They sweep the second round, but against a rival opponent. So it was a pretty tough four games against the Panthers. And they play the Rangers in a tough six game series also to get to the cup final. They were a little more uh, battle tested, I think, last year in the Stanley Cup final than Colorado was. So that was a big advantage for the Avs. So, you know, this year could be a similar story, right? Like the Western Conference is definitely good, but the Eastern Conference is more of a dogfight. So I think the West Coast could have an advantage when we get to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, 100%. So the games start, I'm not going to say the time, but this the games will be starting shortly by the time this comes out. No, oh, thanks for saying that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. I got yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I think that's basically it. I'm just fired up. Will you be at any of the devil? Oh, yeah, you are going to the the games at Prudential Center, right? I am still waiting for confirmation, but I hope to be at all six games of the series. Six. <laughs> six. Yeah. You know, game six will actually be on my birthday. It can go next Saturday. Yes, that'll be, next Saturday. That'll be a sick day. You better do something fun. Well, I'm not going to do anything fun because if the Devils are down three to two, I'm going to be nervous as hell. Yeah, but uh, no, next Saturday, man, if if that game six is happening, which it should, we're gonna we're gonna definitely have some parties going on out here. If you want to come home for that, <laughs> all right, I have to think about it. Actually, yeah. no, I can't. My parents are coming up. Is it 21 for you? 22? How old? 21. You? 21 on a Saturday. <laughs> My 21st birthday, I had a 6 a.m. workout the next day, and I had to be asleep by 9, so I didn't get to do anything. I didn't have a drink. Wow. Yeah. 6 a.m. Yeah. Like, it could be worse. You I better heard enjoy it. Like 5 a.m. Yeah. It's, well, again, I'm only going to enjoy it if they win. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a crazy man. What's the drink of choice for the 21st birthday? What's the first sip you're going to have? Oh, that's a great question. Since you've never drank before. Never. No, that's that's a fantastic question. What would you recommend? Um, I feel like you got to get like a shot of tequila just off the bat. No? I, yeah, that's good. I was, th- you know, I, I, no, never mind. I was gonna say something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Right. Maybe whiskey. Yeah, American whiskey. You got to check it out at Prudential Center. Yeah. I've been. Brad Pack's taking me there before. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, Johnny, I appreciate you coming on here. I don't want to say I wish you the best of luck, but yep. if the Rangers do move on, I will say it before. Congratulations, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Well, Benny, I wish you the worst of luck, and I hope your birthday sucks. Okay, <laughs> not going to suck because they're going to win in game six. Johnny, thank you very much again. Any last words, any advice, anything? Uh, no, nah, man, just keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome and happy to finally be face-to-face. I feel like we've been talking about this for months, so uh, yeah, happy to finally come on. For sure, and you got the invite anytime. To where? Here? Uh, here, Penn State, <laughs> whatever. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Benny. All right, enjoy. So, guys, that wraps up that episode. If you Wait, 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 is Johnny still... Oh, I Johnny. didn't know you're. I didn't know you were wrapping it up. I thought. I thought you were just gonna stop the recording and we were gonna shoot the shit. I didn't know that's how you do it. No, we will in two seconds. Just shout out your stuff and then I will exit out of here. Well, should I stick around or should I dip? No, you could stick around. All right, just shout out the uh, Blue Crew Pod, um, the Hockey News, all that stuff. But shout out you. No, shout out you. All right, guys, <laughs> thanks for watching. Everyone enjoy the NHL playoffs. <laughs>